0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélia Moutier and I'm here today with Hannah Mans from Directive and the Director of Marketing actually at Directive. How are you today, Hannah?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: That's an absolute pleasure. So today we will be talking with you about the six tips to generate ROI from trade show. But before we get started, can you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit more about about your role at Directive, but also what Directive does as a business?
1: Of course. My name is Hannah Mans. I am the marketing director for Directive. We are a B2B and enterprise search marketing agency. And my role is to oversee the implementation of our marketing activities with a heavy focus on sales enablement and strategic partnership development.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Okay, so the topic today is quite interesting because we hear a lot about people going to trade shows and telling us we go to trade shows to put our brands out there. We want to show our competition that we are here. We want to show the market that we are here but they seem to be struggling in tracking uh, the ROI generated from the trade show. So I understand that through your career, you've executed dozens of of trade show and you've seen a pattern of success by, by following six steps in the process to ensure you get the most ROI out of these events. So could you please share with our audience what these six steps are?
1: Yes, I have had the pleasure and in a few cases, the headache of organizing (laughs) many trade show events. And I do have a pretty simple six-step system I follow, which is heavily dependent upon sales and marketing collaboration. The first step or question I ask myself is, what does success look like? It's a critical step that sales and marketing create tangible goals centered around business objectives for a show. Both teams need to work together to identify the target accounts that we'll be attending. And trade shows are not only a great generator of new business, they're also an opportunity to strengthen your relationships with existing clients. And it's always wise to consult account management or client success to know what current clients are going to be there. And if you know revenue generated is your your KPI or your key performance indicator. Understanding what your CPA is will easily help you determine success. You know, one new client or upsell might get you to hit your your target. Absolutely. Yeah, And once you've determined what it is that you want to accomplish at a show, having the right people on the floor is so important. I've seen it time and time again where sales and marketing leaders, you know, they'll send their best closers or individual that knows the most about the vertical only to be disappointed by their performance at the show. For trade shows, personality is just as important as subject matter expertise. The worst thing is to invest time and money in your show and planning the event, only to get there with less than optimal fits for a conference floor. Another common mistake I see frequently is companies only sending their sales teams. You wanna have a representative from your marketing department present Your sales team is going to be, you know, working the floor and conducting meetings. The marketer or event coordinator is there to ensure that the logistics of the booth build and the collateral are flawless. They'll also have time to do field research, walk the exhibitor hall, and scope out what competitors are doing. And this will help you get a leg up on the competition. Once you've decided what you want to do. And have the people there to do it, you're really going to have to do something different to stand out from the crowd. So the idea is you want to try to draw people in with an offer they'll actually care about. And this will be unique to your company's product or or service. For example, we recently attended a show where we offered a complete on-site audit, which included a full competitor analysis to shed light and give the attendees an understanding of where their company currently lied and their potential search and paid perspective. Every attendee who met with us walked away with a printed copy of the audit, and we really wanted to offer something a little more valuable than branded pens or, or t-shirts, for example. And yep. you know, now that you get them to the booth. This wouldn't be a, a segment on trade show marketing if we didn't talk about swag. Are you familiar with swag when we talk about swag for a, for a trade show?
0: I'm familiar with the term swag, but not swag for the trade show. I'm swag as a as a hashtag on Instagram and stuff like that. Yes. So I know what the meaning of it, but I'm sure you're going to explain me something very interesting about how you correlate that with a trade show.
1: Yeah. So swag, typically it refers to your promotional item that you have on at your at your on your display, you know it's the staple of of your trade show of your booth. For example, I see it really common now at a lot of shows. It'll be you know a lip balm or mints, notebooks, any of that. That is what someone in trade show marketing would call your company swag. Okay, and it's important to come up with something exciting. So, that-
0: absolutely, what's the best swag? Because. I go to a lot of trade show. I always take the bouncy balls that flash because they they get my dog very happy. So I always get them, throw them at him. He play with them for a day, destroy them, and then I need to take another one out. But the rest of it, when I look at it, is quite is the usual stress ball or a pen or the lip balm or the mince. Do you think is there any crazy ideas that you've seen that really you know make that swag? very much more interesting for the, the end user, the prospect, the people walking the floor?
1: Yeah, so I've seen a couple different things I thought that were really cool. At one show I went to, they had a full candy bar. So it was like a candy shop where you would walk up to their booth and you would be able to funnel candy into a branded bag that they had. And not only now were you at their booth, it took you a while to fill your bag and it left them with a really great opportunity to strike up a conversation with you.
0: That's I good. thought that
1: was... A, That was really interesting. We also have utilized a a lockbox game, and we sponsor a show. Usually, you're allowed to stick an insert into the show bag. What we did is stuck keys into the bag with a little postcard on it that invited people to come over to our booth and try to use their key to unlock a box where we Uh had prizes inside. And that was also a really great opportunity for us to have conversations. People love the booth. I've even had people follow up with me wanting to get the information for the vendor that made the booth because they wanted to use it at their show. And I think that's a really testament to your creativity. Yeah,
0: creative swag, written on your swag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, you know, kind of they want to say, I need to show my team, you know, or "I I want that next year at my show. So usually at this point, you know, you've, you've gotten to the, to the booth, you guys are, are talking and, and at this point, it's really common, you know, to either utilize the badge scanner that the show provides to simply collect a business card and a business card in a fishbowl just really doesn't cut it anymore. Yep. And the really cool thing is we are able to remove the guesswork out of attention, out of attendee attitudes with attendee uh, tracking technologies. And if budget doesn't allow for advanced software, there are now free apps that make your smartphone address book more efficient by shifting the focus on managing relationships instead of email addresses or phone numbers. And you can even employ a simple Google Doc that manage, that's managed by your conference team. Having some sort of structure around the data collection of the show. We'll help your sales team qualify leads, optimize for conversions, and eliminate any lead management headache.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the approach. I think I think you mentioned something that is absolutely key. Two things actually. Let me rephrase that. Number one, it's the is the end check between sales and marketing. You know, making sure that you've got some clear objective, making sure that you compare your notes on target accounts and the people you would want to meet and making some assumption on who would be present, what they look like. We actually have seen clients and we, we do send our, some of our team from some operatics people to trade show and, and they are on the booth and they are the, I guess they are the guys that are supposed to to grab you, you know. So we, we used to have maybe five, six years ago, they, they would get some very attractive women you know, grabbing people and giving you, a, you know, scanning your badge and everything. Now I think it's, it's changing slightly, it's getting a little bit more professional and you've got People would know what they are talking about to actually start the conversation with you. But what we actually ask our guys, we ask, we ask them to go on LinkedIn and check what your key prospect, the people you want to to, to to engage with, look like. Okay, And if you've got a picture of them or if you've been able to see their picture, and you, even if you've got 100, 200 pictures, at least you can always recognize someone and click quickly search and, and then engage with them. So that's, that's number one. So I think that, that preparation is absolutely key the second thing is nurturing. And as you mentioned, you should not just use the event for net new business. You can use the event as an opportunity to network with people you've already engaged with, no matter where you are in the sales process. If they are around and you are around, this is a great opportunity to meet with them. And even if they are an existing client, again, if everybody is there together, absolutely great opportunity to do a get together. Um, A quick question for you on the preparation. We do tend to do more and more what I would call a, a targeted preparation to events where we would, for example, try to drive meetings actually outside of the show, maybe in hotels that are nearby where our clients would have a suite and we can set up series of meetings with their sales team. So it's a little bit less eat and miss. Do you see that happening as well with with the sort of events you, you, you guys are running where people are also trying to four weeks, six weeks prior to the event, getting their own meeting, driving people to their suite and trying to drive their luck rather than just waiting for people to come by the bus.
1: Oh, yes. It's an important part of our pre-show strategy to begin to set up meetings and try to reach out to anyone that you have on your list of targeted accounts. It also provides, you know, if you take it off the trade show floor, it becomes a more intimate engagement where you can actually sit down, have a coffee with them, learn about what you're struggling with. And not just have that, you know, really quick one, two, three elevator pitch that you might have at, at your at your booth.
0: Absolutely. I, I think you, I personally believe that this is a, something that we do for ourselves. I, I personally believe that you get much more out of taking people off the booth, or not meeting them at the booth while it's quite noisy. Uh, often people may get stopped or may, it may take time. It depends on the scale of the event. You've got intimate events where you may have, I don't know, 50, 100 vendors exhibiting. We go to some events where there is a, in the thousands of people exhibiting, right? There is place, events like MWC in Barcelona or even RSA, the RSA conference in a, in San Francisco, where it's from one side to the other, it's it's a 10 minute walk and you need to find people, right? So actually giving them, a, meeting them in a meeting in an hotel room next door where it's quiet, where they can enjoy a cup of coffee, potentially stay a little bit longer to do a call, do a couple of emails, et cetera, it's not a bad idea. And, and I also think that from a conversational perspective, you probably achieve much more in a quieter environment that you wouldn't do potentially on, on the show floor.
1: Yes. Just to your point, you know, you even can take it a step further. And why not, you know, invite them to dinner? You know, a, a trade show is a great opportunity to, you know, be able to just to, to talk and get to know them. And so instead of, you know, just having a quick meeting as well, Get some of your, you know, the people that you're trying to engage with and invite them maybe to, you know, a dinner at a restaurant that's really popular in the area or, you know, take it a step further to show, you know, that your interest.
0: Absolutely. No, I think that that makes sense. I, I think the idea of the nurturing is really important. and And the point that I wanted to make is that, you know, If it's a net new prospect, you can almost drive them to a meeting. You should actually engage with that net new prospect before the event and try to set up sometimes, even at your booth or outside of the booth, to to meet with them. I think if they are an existing prospect, but they are in the same cycle, maybe you want to do, as you said, you're going to be smart and do an event or a dinner or a drink or whatever it could be where. Some of your existing customers are present and can speak about how great you are to this prospect. And then for the customers that you really want to cherish that have potentially come to your drinks or your dinner, uh, you can do something a bit more special. Again, around the events or even invite them yourself to come and, and you know, budget allowing, get, get everything lined up. But I do agree with you. I think the point here was that preparation is absolutely key. It's not just about preparing for the booth and getting people and you know getting everyone to, to wear the same t- shirt I think it's you can get much more if you actually control your destiny by engaging with those prospects prior to the event rather than waiting for them and I think that's almost the difference between fishing and hunting. If you just don't get prepared, you'll just be fishing. you'll just be waiting for something to bite on your line while if you really prepare, it's more like the hunting the sniper approach where you can control your destiny better and make sure that you achieve probably better goals, and and also track ROI in a much more effective way. Now, coming back to the conversation, obviously, there is different types of vendors. You've got the very large one that will have a very central booth, massive booth, lots of people, lots of screen, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then you've got a small startup. Okay, so different types of vendors. In your opinion, what are the main differences in approach, depending on the company size?
1: You know, as you mentioned, company size usually directly correlates to budget allocation for an event. If you have a $100,000 trade show budget, the sky really becomes the limit. Now you're in a position to create an amazing experience and presence at the show, throw a networking happy hour, pick up attendees from the airport in a stretch limo or a party bus, you know, uh, take, take prospects out to, you know, the top rated restaurant in the city that the show is at. And this is not to say that you can't do very similar things on, with a smaller budget. You now just have to be more strategic with your dollars. And, you know, how you can do this is identifying companies that cater to the same audience with a different service offering and co-host an event together or co-host mm-hmm. a dinner with with hot prospects at a restaurant at the venue or close by.
0: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So, Is there a formula to calculate ROI from a trade show? What what are the key metrics you need to track and, and how do you track them?
1: So trade shows are all about timing and whether or not it was the right time for the attendees to interact with your service or product. But at the end of the day, the most important takeaway for your company from your time at a show is new clients. And the best way to track this is to follow the life cycle of your conference contacts. Having this singular metric for marketing and sales also ensures alignment between the departments when discussing the outcome of a show. And this will obviously take time depending on your sales cycle. Like any other aspect of marketing and sales, it's a marathon and and not a sprint. But there there is still going to be that pressure to prove some sort of ROI. And for forecasting purposes, I would suggest meetings attended as a relevant indicator for success. Someone taking the time to sit with you shows a higher intent than someone who came by your booth to grab a giveaway and and let you scan their badge. I would also dive into analytics to check out your organic and direct website traffic and compare it to your benchmark. A spike in traffic after a show is a positive indication that your efforts were fruitful and that you made an impact. I personally steer clear from lead collection as a KPI for a show. While booth traffic and leads are great, they are vanity metrics at best and can create a false expectation of what you will deliver post-show. And in the end, this will just really help you conclude if a particular show makes sense to attend in the future.
0: Absolutely. No, I, think, I think that makes sense. Well, thanks for that. I really appreciate your time and insight on, the, on all the questions I asked you today and really enjoyed the conversation. Um, so if anyone wants to connect with you to learn more about what we've discussed today or we'll discuss about, you know, directive and, and potentially using, using you guys, your services, etc. What would be the best platform, best way, best method to get in touch with you?
1: I love LinkedIn. I always have it open. You can easily find me by searching my name. And I'm also really active on Twitter. My handle is MarketerMans.
0: MarketerMans, I like it. Excellent. <laughs> well, that was great. Many thanks again, Anna. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the show today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net.
0: You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.